Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on this Tuesday evening with you. Is Well, obviously, we get ready for week one of the NFL season. And, of course, coming up on Sunday, Falcons and Panthers in a very important game in my mind let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline let's talk to former player and current nfl network analyst bucky brooks you can follow brookie on uh, bucky on his uh, twitter page at bucky brooks and joins me on the waitfor.com hotline atlanta's ford dealer bucky as always my friend appreciate uh, a few minutes uh, here in atlanta as we uh, chop up some nfl getting into week one yeah thanks for having me on you know i and, and I know that this is probably a little bit of hyperbole, and it's probably because I am in Atlanta. But, you know, I really look at this as a very important game for the Falcons. If we're truly going to believe that this team is turning things around and division is in our sight and playoffs and all these kinds of things, don't you have to beat Carolina at home with a rookie quarterback and everything just leading into this game? Like, how important does this become or how must win does this become if the goals for the Falcons are going to be accomplished this season? Yeah, I don't don't know if you want to approach it with that much pressure on the first game. It's a regular season opener. You're playing 17 games. And so even though you want to get off to the right uh, start, get off on the right foot, uh, if you do fall short in this game, you still got plenty of time to make it up. Uh, If you're the Falcons, you do want to play well. You would like to get this because in a perfect world, you want to win your home games and then split your road games and that'll put you in a position to not only get the postseason, but really buy for a top seed. Uh, It's important, but I wouldn't put all my eggs in this one basket because even if you win it, it doesn't guarantee that you're still going to be in the mix for the division and all that other stuff like four or five games from now. When you look at the NFC South, is there a team that you think is more of the favorite than any others? I mean, obviously, it's a kind of a jumbled bag in this division, but is there one team that stands above the others, do you think, so far? Uh, the New Orleans Saints were probably the nod when it came to being the favorite. A lot of that is due to uh, quarterbacks typically determine who makes it and who doesn't. And if you look around the division, they have a quarterback that's established in Derek Carr. Not saying that he's a um, top five or a top ten quarterback, but he certainly has played well throughout his career. And the others, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, are unknown commodities as well. Baker Mayfield's a known commodity, but those other two young guys are unknown commodities, so that's why you give the nod to Derek Carr. How, how well do you think that Desmond Ritter has to play 
for this season to have success for this team? I mean, I don't think he has to play um, like Pro Bowl caliber ball. Obviously, if he plays at a Pro Bowl caliber, it enhances their chances of making the playoffs and doing some damage in the postseason. He just has to be a pass-first point guard. He just needs to be able to get the ball to the weapons and allow the weapons to go to work. When you look at the cast around him, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, uh, Tyler Aziz, Cordero Patterson in the run game, like, they have enough weapons to be able to get it done. It's a matter of him taking care of the football, not making the egregious mistake, and just keeping the game, the game within reach, just not being the reason why the team loses. If he avoids the big critical mistake, they're good enough to win. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. When you look at this team defensively, and obviously there's been a lot of upgrades on all levels of this defense, but obviously the big bugaboo has been pass rush, and, and it's been not just bad, but at times awful for this team. Do you think that they've done enough? And based upon what you've seen in preseason and things, do you think that this is a defense that can turn that corner and effectively sack the quarterback? I mean, it remains to be seen because what you never know is who's going to develop on a year-by-year basis, which young players are going to emerge. Uh, some of the guys that you brought over, are they going to play better in this scheme as opposed to their previous schemes and vice versa? Uh, so it, it's still a work, in, a work in progress from a defensive standpoint. I will say this. Uh, this is a team that I anticipate uh, leaning heavily on their offense and hoping their defense can generate a handful of stops. Maybe not a shutdown, suffocate you style defense, but one – that can see yards in between the 20s before buckling down in the red zone. If that is the case, they still can win um, and win at a high level. It just won't be in dominating fashion like some want to see. But they can be good enough on defense, but it's about winning the key areas, third down, red zone, and the turnovers. How important then, if this team is going to lean on its offense, how important does a guy like Arthur Smith become with his play calling and his ability to coach the offensive side of the football? Well, it's all, always very important because when you have a um, head coach play caller, he plays a heavy hand in how the game is going to be managed. He has to be able to understand what he has at his disposal on defense, what the special teams look like, and also what he feels good about with the offense. And then call the game in a complimentary fashion, meaning if the defense is struggling, it might mean more runs on offense, slow the game down, and control it. If the defense has them stout and steady and then – it means more opportunities for the offense to take risks, to push the ball down the field, to try and put points on the board. It's really understanding what you have and how each game is playing out. That's really the key for Arthur Smith. If you take away the quarterback, because I, I know obviously quarterback is, is a position of concern for, for what Desmond Ritter is going to be. But if you put that aside, is there another area that you look at that is a real weakness for the Falcons? Well, I mean, I think we touched on uh, pass rush, just making sure that you have enough pass rushes. In today's game, you have to have two, maybe three pass rushes to, to compete at a high level. The Philadelphia Eagles last year had a million pass rushes contribute to their over 70 sacks. Uh, the Falcons need to make sure they have multiple guys that can get to the quarterback and get to the quarterback when everyone knows they're on the quarterback. That's the difference. The great pass rushes, they get it done in key situations where everyone knows it's a pass and they need to fill it finish the game, they find a way to finish the game. The Falcons got to make sure they have multiple guys who can do it. So with that, going into this Carolina game, I mean, obviously Ryan Nielsen is a is an aggressive 
defensive coach. I mean, he puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. How much do you, in a game like this, try to sell out or, or really try to crank up the pressure <coughs> Excuse me, against the Bryce Young, who you know can beat you with his legs, but that's not necessarily his number one attribute. But he is obviously a rookie, and look, I know he's the number one pick in the draft, but still – you know, how how much do you have to put extreme pressure on a guy like that making his first NFL start? You, know, you want to keep him under duress. You want to keep him on the move. You don't want him to get comfortable. You don't want him to get settled in. So as much as you can, dial up the pressure and heat him up, you want to heat him up. Uh, that should be, like, at the top of the, 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 the play card sheet to make sure that he heats him up. That Bryce Young feels the pressure. He feels – uh, the five, six, sometimes seven-man pressures that you can throw at them. Um, because all quarterbacks change, no matter how old they are, how experienced they are. If they get hit and hit early, they all change. Their eye level changes, how they, how long they're willing to hold on to the ball changes. So if you're the Falcons, man, the number one thing you want to do is you want to figure out how can we impact the quarterback. And the number one way to do it is to uh, make sure you get hits on them. And the only way you can get hits on them is you got to pressure them. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks joining us here in the WaitFord.com hotline. What do you think about this rookie group of quarterbacks coming into the league, the the Bryce Youngs and C.J. Strouds and things like that? Do you think that these guys are, are set up for success? Or, you know, again, is it going to be kind of the same thing where, you know, one guy may be good, another guy is going to be bad? I mean, just what do you look at this rookie quarterback class as coming into this season? Well, I mean, I thought it was a solid rookie class. I think at the top you have very intriguing prospects because of their arm talent, their ability to make things happen. Uh, the, the key is always for young quarterbacks, what do they have around them? Do they have the right play caller? Do they have the right pass protection? Do they have the right playmakers? All of those things come kind of factor into their, their individual success. Uh, Bryce Young has some of that around him, but – not all of Anthony Richardson is really stepping into a difficult situation because they don't have that around them with the running back also kind of chirping and maybe not being available for most of the season. Uh, it's, look, it's, it's a challenge for all the young guys. Um, it normally takes two and a half years, 30 or more starts to determine whether a guy can play or not. Uh, I think these guys are good, but I don't know if I can go ahead and say that any of these guys right now have the looks of being a franchise quarterback because we simply haven't seen them play. Bucky, let's bounce around a, a little bit. Um, do you think Jalen Hurts can replicate the kind of year that he had last year? We talk about guys that are around. Uh, obviously, the Eagles are still you know, immensely talented. Do you think that Jalen Hurts is a guy who is on the upswing, you know, up, up, up I guess, if you will, but, or can he, you know, can he replicate the success that he had last year? Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. He's a self-made quarterback. He's someone who has improved each and every year. Uh, his work ethic, um, his leadership ability is what has made him become a guy that is an MVP candidate. Uh, he outplayed Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I think everyone who saw the game understands that. I would expect him to continue to play at a high level. The numbers may not look the same because they may ask him to do different things. Maybe they pay him, maybe not run him as much. But he has this stuff to be really good. I expect him to continue to be a good player in the league. Do you think that Philadelphia is still the favorite to win the NFC or San Francisco close that gap? No, Philadelphia is still the favorite to win it. Uh, they still have uh, better personnel at quarterback, namely uh, you look at their defensive line, they're a little deeper than San Francisco. It'd be a good race between them and San Francisco uh, to see who's going to eventually look at the NFC 
crown right now, I would go with Philadelphia. How important is this season for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? I mean, you know, there's been talk about whether or not, you know, that that Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. I mean, he's paid like a a franchise quarterback, but can he lead the Cowboys to the promised land? I mean, we'll see. I mean, he he certainly gets paid, but like that's what a quarterback gets paid doesn't necessarily validate or verify where his ending is in the league. Otherwise, Daniel Jones would never make the kind of money that he makes. Uh, Dak Prescott has been good. He's been good and, and solid and reliable and dependable for the Cowboys for a while. He's a polarizing quarterback to talk about because it's America's team. People either love the Cowboys or they hate the Cowboys. They love Dak Prescott or they hate him based on the amount of money that he's paid. And he's crazy. Like, he's going to be looking at maybe $55 million annually if he has a solid year this year. So it's one of those things. I think he's good enough to get him there, but the team, Mike McCarthy, the entire team, is going to be needed to get past the divisional round. This is a They haven't been to a championship game in years. It's time for them to get there. Otherwise, I think Jerry Jones will kind of look to maybe blow this up a little bit. The the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the the AFC is so loaded with the Cincinnati's, Buffaloes, Kansas City's, Pittsburgh, Baltimore's. I mean, again, even you know, I've talked to Steve Weish about this with you know the Browns, who are immensely talented. Where can the Jets realistically fit into that equation? Can can Aaron Rodgers realistically put them at the very top of the AFC? I don't think they'll be at the top of the AFC. They should be a playoff team. They can be a team that can win the division. Uh, a lot of it depends on not how Aaron Rodgers plays, but how the people around him play. When you have an older player quarterback like him, you're not counting on him to win 12, 13 games on his own, but Aaron Rodgers is there to help then we end up the four or five games that were hanging in balance under Zach Wilson. He's an upgrade over Zach Wilson. Even though I would say his skills are declining, he's still an upgrade over what they had just because of his leadership ability, his moxie, his intelligence in terms of knowing to go with the ball in certain situations. He has all that. He just doesn't have the cat quick reflexes that he used to dominate people. Bucky, last question for you. I, I mentioned the Browns and you know they they do have an immense amount of talent, but they obviously need Deshaun Watson to play like a franchise quarterback. Is this a is this kind of the maybe sneaky team in the AFC that we're not talking about, or are they more pretenders? You know, at the end of the day, no, it's a sneaky team that no one is talking about. But should uh, Deshaun Watson, if he plays anywhere near the level that he played at when he was at Houston, this team goes and goes far. Uh, they have everything: check on the box, their running back, wide receiver. Uh, you look at their offensive line, which is beefy and strong. You look at defensively, they got the best pass rush in Kenneman, Zedarius uh, Smith, and Miles Garrett. They added firepower and explosiveness on, on the second and third levels. They're a really good team. They're well positioned to be a team that makes the playoffs and does, does some stuff. But he is a good player, and I expect him to take his game up a notch, and I expect the Browns to follow suit. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks, he joined us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You can check him out on his personal Twitter page, at Bucky Brooks. Bucky, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, in Atlanta, and we will certainly chat again soon. Thanks so much, Adam. You got it. John Trucker, we'll be back. Sports Radio, not to the game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.